how do we support both sides? How do we support That's good. our black boys? How do we support our teachers? This is what it's all about. I fundamentally believe, I fundamentally believe teachers who show up to teach every single day our children, their fundamental goal and desire is to teach our children. Somewhere is a disconnect. Yeah. Somewhere there's a disconnect. Talk about what you got going on, I promise you. Brian gonna call the police tonight. You gotta talk to me, alright? Can't do it like this. But before you call the police, what else can be done? I'm dead. This is BP. Welcome to Building Bridges with Black Men. So we got an article here on especially uh, this associates with black boys being a school system. And uh, this is timely because we got school either started, started just recently or it's about to start, depending on what time we get this uh, episode out. Uh, so I, I've worked in the school system in and out in the educational realm and been involved with students, uh, all ethnicities, and then uh, BP, you have sons currently, right? In yes, I got kids currently in school. But yes, definitely two boys um, going to middle school next year. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, this article, this article is interesting. And of course, we both have been uh, <laughs> boys before. <laughs> boys to men, yes. Boys yeah, to men, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you probably got more trouble than I did. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was a scholar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we both had dads and moms that said, "Don't have me come up to that school while I'm at work." Shout out to all those kids whose parents said that. Um, and for the most part, they may have only had to come up there once and one time only. So, speaks to the good job our parents did. But yes, I know what that's like. <laughs> Yeah, we got this in the uh, k12drive.com. Uh, they have an article here that was, came out in June uh, 26 this year. A study on small number of teachers, double racial discipline gap. Uh, talking about the, the gap in, I think the studies mostly was in California. Yeah. The gap in the disciplinary or referrals, uh, write-ups of black children versus uh, white Hispanic. Uh, so if you, you want to start with it. A study of one large and diverse California school district found about 1.7% of teachers are responsible for 34.8% of all disciplinary office referrals. According to a paper published in Educational Research, a peer-reviewed journal the American Educational Research Association. The research found that 5% of teachers who issued the highest rates of office referrals made an average of about 48 office discipline referrals per year, or around one every four school days. Good Lord, anybody teaching? <laughs> that was several times higher than the rate of colleagues who issued an average of less than one referral every two months of the school year. Hmm. So my job as a teacher is to go and teach, but I, I, I'm spending a lot more time sending out referrals. Yeah. Come on, students. We got to support our teachers. I need for you to go to school and just do what you're supposed to. But I digress. 
The extensive use of referrals by a small percentage of teachers doubled discipline gaps between black and white students and Hispanic and white students, providing target, targeted supports and interventionists to teachers who issue high rates of referrals might help reduce racial discipline gaps, the study's authors said. Mm. That's, that's a lot of referrals. And it's, and it's saying, too, right, that, that there's 5% of teachers yeah. who are doing all these referrals. Yes. So, so we're seeing an issue of something about there's a group of teachers. I don't know if this goes into it further um, or, why, or who these, this, this smaller number is right. who's doing all these right. referrals, but that's something we need to look into. Right, right. It goes further down, it says, in the district study, black students made up 7% of total enrolled students and 12% of students in top referrers classrooms. However, they represented nearly 22% of all referred students and 27% of students given office referrals by teachers issuing the highest rates of referrals. Mm. Wow. Well, so, so there's something about the, that small group of teachers who are writing up black children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you know, the racial thing, the racist thing to say would be, well, you know, it's y'all. Yeah. Y'all just, y'all just misbehaving. Right, right. You know, we, right. we can go way back to slavery on that. Yeah, you misbehaving yeah. back then, you misbehaving now. Yeah. So we got, you know, all we got, we got to put the whip on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're messing up. Here we go. Instead of the whip, now they're bringing out the pen and the pad, talking about a referral pad. Go to the principal's office. Yeah. Well, let's, 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 how do we support both sides? How do we support That's good. our black boys? How do we support our teachers? This is what it's all about. I fundamentally believe parents who send their children off to school have the expect expectation for their children to learn. Yeah. And I fundamentally believe teachers who show up to teach every single day our children their fundamental goal and desire is to teach our children. Somewhere is a disconnect. Yeah. Somewhere there's a disconnect. So we who have children who are in school, we need to do our part. Again, same instructions we received. Turned out pretty well for us. Go to school and just learn. Go to school and be respectful and do your job in the classroom. But the teacher's responsibility, I would assume, you can speak better to this, is to have a little bit of grace and understanding one, knowing your audience. You got 22 students in class, got to know all 22. Yeah. It'd be great if new personalities, interests would happen. We're not talking about all that. Anyway, <laughs> know your audience. If you know one kid who has always been somewhat, somewhat defiant, then maybe he's part of this referral group we're talking about. But if you have a kid who was always in class who's a good kid, and on this day, he was being defiant and being in trouble, but you can speak to him and can attest that he's always been a good student. I may have to give him a little bit more grace instead of initially, oh, you messed up. I'm sending you a referral. So it's curious to know when we're talking about these referrals at 7% who these children were. I think that's the piece sometimes yeah. the article may not have shared. Um, we know the color because <laughs> the, the article addressed the color, but we don't know in what context who these kids were. Yeah, Greg, like, like we always talk about, black people are not homogeneous. It's not all black children are the same. That's right. We don't, we don't have the, uh, the economic 
uh, stands uh, stand of these people or right. Um, uh, overall, teachers mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. more than three all years of experience, play, you know, so that has well, an impact, also of course, less likely yes. to make great point, great point, or to be top referral. Mm-hmm. Um, then later on, uh, but at the middle school level, more teaching experience did not reduce a teacher's likelihood of being a referrer, unlike until they had at least eleven years of experience. So it's so it's different on how long it was. But we do see with that experience, they have less, they're less referrals. Yeah. That they, yeah. That they write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what we can assume that what's going on is that they're learning something. Yes. Something happens. And they say either I'm going to exit or I'm going to start writing more referrals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but as we as we laugh, either way, I'm going to either, either way I'm going to win. Think I'm about gonna win. it. I'm going to win because I'm leaving, or I'm going to get you out of my oh, classroom. Yeah. yeah. So as far as the, as far as the trying to learn something and trying to do the struggle. Yeah. To make this work, it's kind. Right. Of, I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of like what happens with marriages or relationships. Yes. Right? There's a point where you say we're going to fight. Yeah. Yeah, with this fight, you're right. gonna fight through it, <laughs> yeah. or you say, "Are we done?" <laughs> yeah, we're gonna fight in the courtroom. <laughs> so the same thing it seems like what happens with yeah. these teachers. Yeah, that's a good and point. Saying like with three years or eleven years, mm-hmm. they either decide to stay and and find out what they need to find out, yeah, to make things work, or they leave. Yeah, but you know what's so, interesting as we as we look at this article is like when you say they either. As I said, they're gonna win either way. They're gonna they're gonna leave, or they're gonna they're gonna start writing referrals. Yeah. But what about the piece about the support that they mm. should be getting, or would be ideal in a school where they feel like this is difficult? Like I'm I'm really I think you mentioned before. It's like look, if I need assistance, I usually I easily just call on someone right next to me, maybe a more seasoned teacher, help me. Is that being offered up? I want to believe it is. I mean, I, I want to believe that. I want to, I want to always look at the, the, the cup half full. Um, but if that's not being offered up, I can see why teachers are like, I'm out. Yeah. Why do I have to sit here and deal with this? If I got 20 students and let's say 17 want to learn, but I got three that I'm constantly having to send out the classroom, but I'm not getting support. I love you, 17, but I'm out. I can't do this. Yeah. And like we're like the whole reason we're doing this, even this podcast, is to build bridges. Right. Maybe there's somewhere where these teachers, let's say you're a young teacher just coming in, uh, you aren't raised or around uh, black youth. You, you're at a school that's mainly black Hispanic, and you haven't learned how to build that bridge. Mm-hmm. And so your initial idea is, well, if there's a disbehaving child, get the authority. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that means, whether that's escalated into a resource officer, mm-hmm. to a, a principal, uh, and, and the highest issue, uh, getting the officer, actual police officer that might be at the school. Yeah. Think about this, too, as you as you're talking about think about. It. So let's say, like you said, a new teacher comes out of college, one of you two years out of college. You've left an environment where there's critical thinking going on. Using yeah. using the halls of a university. Yeah. Learning with other students about how to be great educators. Okay. Yeah. 
he do a year at an internship at a at, at a school. Yeah, I'm not even. I didn't even say middle uh, urban school. Just but you school, get yeah. your first job at a middle school in an urban community. If they ain't teaching you them halls of college how to deal with <laughs> children of color, what makes you think you're gonna be successful? Yeah, now, I'm not saying you can't be successful, but hey, where's that class in college? Like, that's who's true. teaching me that? And that's the part I said earlier. When you see a new new teacher, you know, come into an environment, what would it be like? And again, not saying schools across the country don't do that. Hey, I need for you to sit with this new student. She's going to shadow you. You're going to be her mentor. Yeah. Would referrals go down? I don't know. But I guarantee, I would like to believe that a seasoned teacher would say, look, I had him or I know about this kid. I'm not saying you're going to give him a pass every single time. But the first time he says a cuss word, you might not necessarily feel it's necessary to kick him out. Yeah. We're not condoning, you know, inappropriate behavior, but at least you're getting some sort of insight as far as what to expect about the school, what to expect about this classroom, more particularly, possibly what to expect about these children. Yeah. Because the article is about, you know, in regards to black boys. So if you had no experience working with black youth, you don't know, you, you haven't you, you haven't had those skills of building those bridges. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have those tools around the tool belt. Yeah. Them tools on around your tool belt. Everything's not gonna call for a hammer. Yeah. You know, everything ain't called for a hammer, but you like, hammer, this needs a hammer. And the yeah. hammer in this situation is I'm, yeah. I'm and when that girl. moment happens when you're he he disbehaves uh, or or does something uh disrespectful, mm -hmm. that's the moment you're like, well, what would I do? Yeah, yeah. And it, now if you haven't been in, encountered that before, you haven't experienced it before, you don't like I said, you don't have the tool. You're trying to figure out what to do on the spot. Right, right. If you haven't been, don't know how to interact in that cultural situation, mm -hmm. you just revert to what you know, yeah. which is call the police. Yeah. <laughs> call That's the authorities. It. Call the authority. You know? In this situation, if you're talking about a school situation, call authorities, I'm calling the principal. Yeah. I'm going to call the SRO. I'm going to call somebody who's going to eliminate the threat, uh, do everything possible so I don't, quote, unquote, have to deal with it. Yeah. Again, as we said earlier, the deal with the party is the safety. Everybody needs to be safe from physically safe, yeah. emotional safety. That's that's across the board. That's a that should be a no brainer. Yeah. But if those issues are not there, sometimes I believe you got to show a little bit of grace and say, let me just spend a little bit more time um, uh, before I have to go um, to the next step. Yeah, because we said we had mentioned this talking earlier. Was that yeah? We neither one of us have been a full time teacher, right? No. So we don't know what that what that feels like, what that's like to be a full time teacher with all the pressures on you. Mm -hmm. But we do know is we we have been boys before in the school. Mm -hmm. You currently have children in school, so we don't know what it means to be a teacher in that situation. But we're saying, what else could be done? Right. What What are some maybe some Maybe you can ask yourself, what are some uh, blind spots that you may not be thinking about mm -hmm. when you're just reacting mm -hmm. based mm -hmm. on the tools you already have? Yeah. And rather than saying, what tools can I gain? Mm -hmm. you know? And you think about this again. Uh, the article says, additionally, the study found black teachers were less likely than their white colleagues to issue office dis uh, discipline referrals mm. for interpersonal defiance and violence, but not for drugs class skipping or other reasons. Hispanic teachers were less likely to issue referrals for violence, but not for other reasons. In contrast, Asian teachers were unlikely to use office discipline referrals for any reason, okay? 
because the other question we have to see is what are the dangers or the what is the negative consequences of all these referrals being written for black, especially talking about black boys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we already know the issue when when they get in this in the legal the justice system, yeah, the criminal justice system. Early, Facts. Uh -huh. uh, as teenagers. Mm -hmm. May lead many times to them then continuing into adulthood, mm -hmm. and then we know once you're been in prison, uh, what's it called? Recidivism. Yeah, the recidivism rate. Mm -hmm. Rate rate it, you know, is high once you go in. Yeah, that's it. Is, is I mean, you may know more about this than me. Is there a connection between being written up and putting attention so many times, in in as a as a youth, to lead to you? Possibly being used to always going against authorities, yes, and seeing it as a normal thing. Yes. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. a person who's who is a, a uh, right. delinquent. Right, because if you think yes, I would say yes. Because you think about it, if I continuously am being written up from seventh grade to eighth grade to ninth grade, this becomes my normal. This possibly becomes even what I expect. Mm. But I want to believe along that journey from seventh to eighth to ninth grade, there's got to be a teacher or teachers yeah. who believe in you. Well, I mean, a lot, I know a lot for a lot of us, it's a coach yeah. or a, mm -hmm. uh, a extracurricular activity right. um, coordinator. Sometimes. Right. But here's a piece I think, I mean, again, even though the article may not have touched on it, that we touch on again, the responsibility is twofold. It's the home yeah. and it's the school. But, but also, too, because I'm asking myself even, in being, being in a situation where the staff is wildly diverse staff mm -hmm. and the children may not be mm -hmm. may just be mostly black Hispanic do are the teachers and staff talking on racial issues oh great question uh. are, are they saying yeah uh, you know we always got these uh, stereotypical names Jamal right mm -hmm. Jamal and Daquan yeah uh is 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 the teacher saying, yeah, we have an issue with Daquan, and let's think about the fact that he's a black boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if that's happening. I, I don't know if a white teacher may feel comfortable or not. Yeah. Right. Now they may may think it, they may be an ally inside and say, I understand it. Is maybe mm -hmm. part of this might be because he's a black boy. Mm -hmm. There's certain specific issues for him being black boy. That's affecting them. Yeah. But do they even feel comfortable vocalizing? Now, when you got two black teachers together. Oh, yeah. They'll, oh, they'll talk about it. Yeah. Because we, okay. Right. This is us. Yeah. So for a a, a, a non-black teacher, Asian, Hispanic, mm -hmm. white, who may have allied mindset, I guess, you know, I don't, that, that may be something they, they don't even feel comfortable doing. Yeah. Now, that's you know? a great point because I think, I think, like we said earlier, in just discussion, if, if if we operate in spaces that look very similar to us, outside of teaching, if I'm a white teacher, I may go back to an environment that's particularly predominantly white. So if there's not a place or a space for me to talk to maybe somebody black about that other than at work, yeah. and he and maybe a black person at work is like, here we go again. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the expert. <laughs> I'm not your expert. But speaking on behalf of all black, yeah, yeah, so, black delegation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the white teacher might be like, "Well, who can I go to? I want to come to you." 
but I live over in this community and nobody really cares. Like, oh, you're doing you're doing such great work being a teacher. Like, where does she go? Again, not defending. I'm not defending white teachers. I'm not saying here. But again, it's a space and a place. You wonder, like, I really genuinely want to make a difference. But who do I go to? Yeah. Where do I get that from? That's why you come to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you come to us. For just it is. Just trying to get some, get some practical insight. Just, you know, just things you trying to unpack uh, to figure out how, how, again, how do I become an ally? How to be, how do I be a great teacher for kids, you know, particularly black boys, because this article kind of talks about that. Daddy, you're a Daddy, just make some dinner.